Hey there, welcome back to the Northwest Audio Podcast Midweek Formation, where we give some supplemental content to take your formation beyond Sunday morning. My name is Nick, I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke. Today we are continuing the conversation of formation and becoming a person of love that embodies the fruit of the Spirit, focusing in on patience, kindness, and goodness. Don't say it. I want to so bad. Don't do it. Another (laughs) epic (laughs) intro to our podcast this afternoon. If you haven't been listening to the last couple weeks, he has said that every single week. I don't know how I'm going to get through the rest of the season without saying that. It's that is how I, I get in my in my flow in your flow. (laughs) <laughs> the only now way I'm the only now now you're in a uh, communication with the spirit yes yes now that you said another epic before intro. no fruits of the holy spirit now fruits all of the, the holy spirit so much fruit so all the fruits super fruits including the fruit of flow so fruity <laughs> <laughs> welcome everybody we're glad that you have tuned in we promise not to waste your time yeah no uh we're talking about good stuff today talking about patience kindness and goodness um, if you missed last week, or if you missed any of these, I recommend just going back. It, they they set it up very nicely, um, I think. Um, but we last week went through love, joy, and peace, and just kind of did like a breakdown of each one, what what they mean to us, what our experience as pastors has been, um, and as disciples has been growing in those areas. Um, and so we're going to continue kind of that approach to each fruit um, today, addressing those three: patience, kindness, and goodness. So let's just get right into it. Uh, let's just start off with patience. This is a big one for me because, you know, last week, Luke, you had mentioned that joy, you know, comes naturally to you. And um, the the game has not been like, a, how do I develop joy in my life? But it has been, how do I take a Luke joy and make it a Holy Spirit joy? Um, and for me, I would say that's the same for patience. Um, I'm, I'm a fairly patient person um just naturally i i don't get mad very quickly i'm just a very like easygoing go with the flow kind of guy um but obviously there's always an end there's always an end to the match no matter how long the match might be um and yeah i think i've noticed specifically having a child (laughs) That the patience that I thought I had really, really, really well um, definitely had its end. I didn't realize that I had it. Um, I have found that in the times that I that I see my limit, walking walking towards that limit and saying, like, God, meet me there. Like, fill in the gap. Um, you know, I try to paint, I try to see this picture of, like, there's, you know, where I am and then, you know, far off there's where God is and where God's patience is. Um, and, and I can only get so far until I have to say, God, I need you to fill in the gap. Like I can't, I can't get there by myself. Um, you know, and I'm not meant to get there by myself. I'm like, I'm meant to, to do life with the spirit. I meant to have the help of the spirit. Like that's how I was created. That's how all of us were created, um, to be working in tandem, be in step with the spirit. Um, so it's good to acknowledge that when we, when we get to that point and say, God, I need you to fill in the gap. Like I need you to help me out here. Um, so yeah, that's been like patience for me. What do you, what Mm. do you think of patience? Well, I, when I, 
was meditating on this afternoon's agenda and thinking through how I would add value to patience and kindness and goodness, the first thing I thought of was a professor I had in undergrad. Uh, he was one of my Bible teachers. And I'll never forget one of his first lessons was how we should never pray for patience. That always really confused me. So I was like, why would a Bible mm. professor yep. teach me to never pray for more patience? Because um, that j- at the time, that just felt like really backwards. I was like, wait a second. I'm like, dude, are you like a Christian? <laughs> like, why are you teaching me to not pray? For- are you real? Are you like, why are you teaching me this? And then, um, it, then it became apparent to me that it was more of a tongue-in-cheek warning. Yeah. Because the things that grow patience are the things that demand patience. Yep. Right? And he was more or less saying, when you pray for patience, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to present you opportunities in life yep. that demand patience. Yeah. And I, it took me a long time to like figure that out, right? In this thick skull of mine. And so I just, um, whenever I think about the fruit of patience, I think about God's kind of sadistic sense of humor when he permits uh, the things in life where we are immediately impatient are the opportunities for us to have the Holy Spirit then cultivate that Mm -hmm. patience and grow it out of us. And so toddlers, right? Children. Oh, yeah. The irony of that, though, is that, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still in baby phase in terms of like young, young kids. I don't have teenagers. I don't even have elementary kids yet. Mila's in kindergarten. There also comes a point where like you just kind of surrender mm. in the household. He's like, I give up. You kind of give up. <laughs> and so like, you know, Saturday afternoon, my son found, I was trying to take a power nap because like I live by power naps on the weekends. Like 20 minute power nap is my jam. <laughs> My son finds himself into my room. I'm like half asleep. He jumps on the bed. He finds himself up to my pillow and he, with his feet, not his bottom, his feet starts jumping up and down on my head. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, like, is, is this my, like, is this real life? Is this my, is this, this is my life. This is, is this real? Is this real life? Am I dreaming? And, Someone pinch uh, me. you know, the, all the funny things in your head, like, oh, I have kids. They said it'd be fun. They yeah. said, and like all the humor and Ashley just looks over at me and starts laughing. And then the girls think it's funny. And then they jump on me and start treating me like a trampoline. And you're and like, so bro, I, I was three, trying to take my power nap. Yeah, I was trying to take a power nap. And <laughs> all three of my human kids are jumping on top of me like I'm a trampoline. And my son is doing it on my face. And I didn't do anything. I just laid there and took it. What a champ. Because of the year. at some point you just give up, yeah. right? You just give up and you accept <laughs> the, the level of <laughs> hilarity that the, those inconveniences bring to your life. You're like, yeah, I deserve this. I signed up for this. For sure. I, uh, <laughs> you know, diaper spelled backwards is repaid. So there is a level of... <laughs> I've uh, never yeah, heard yeah, that. Yeah, dude, for real. Like f- there's a level of like we had it coming because we did this to our parents kind of thing. That is not... For sure, my children demand me to grow patience. It's really the small things in life, Nick, that are kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Like waiting in the line to get off an airplane. Yeah. Those those, those get you. The, the Wi-Fi uh, signal is weak, and so stuff loads very slowly on mm. your devices. Like we live 
in a time in history where there's an aluminum tube flying through the air at 400 miles per hour and we get impatient about how a Wi-Fi signal is not strong enough to power the device that we're trying to entertain ourselves with while going through the air at 400 miles an hour to get across the country in just a few hours. You know, when you put it like that, we've got issues. We got <laughs> issues, man. And so I do believe that um, we live in an instant gratifying culture. Oh, yeah. So if it's not instant, we immediately become impatient. Absolutely. And that is, it's pretty embarrassing if we really think about it. Yeah. So there is, there is a measure of the Holy Spirit wanting to come into those places and spaces of our lives where we are just like notoriously impatient with yeah. quite trivial things like yeah. the Starbucks line being too long. That's pretty trivial. Yeah. Um, so I get it. There's there's a lot of like surfacey, peripheral, trivial things that all of us are susceptible to. Uh, to me, those are a little bit funny and, and indicative of a deeper issue. And the deeper issue yeah. is that um, we want to be in control. Mm -hmm. That is why we become impatient. And I believe patience is um, a fruit of the Holy Spirit where we surrender that control. Yeah. Right. And so Absolutely. we're just like, all right, there's not much I can do to control the outcome of this. So there's no point in me getting all riled up. And that calm surrender is really kind of a, a patience posture, a yeah. patient posture. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm really glad that you said that because you, it points to this much larger idea. This, this thing that's actually very important to talk about is that our culture is, fostering impatience at every in everybody turn. At, at every, every turn. turn every single person is being like instilled with this impatience it's as simple as like it's the expectation that things need to be fast like you said mm -hmm. that instant gratification like i'm at a restaurant and they're taking a little while why are they taking so long why are you freaking out about it like, <laughs> like what, 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 what's the, what is the big deal you know and and even even you, you could even say that like, oh, well, I don't want to be late for the thing that I have. I have a, I have a, a, a meeting in 30 minutes that I have to be at. Well, that's great. But guess what? You can't do anything about the situation that you're in at this yeah. point. So you have two choices. <laughs> you either be really mad about how you're late or you be indifferent about the fact that you're going to be late. Either way, you're going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> either way. And who knows? You may not even be late. You may be over overreacting and overthinking it. But let's just assume that you are late. Like you can either be really mad about it and let it ruin your day or you cannot let it do that. You know what I mean? And so it's almost like this, um, taking a step back, like allowing the spirit to pull you away from the moment. Um, and say like, Hey, let's, let's live outside of this specific thing. I know you're frustrated, but let's just like look a big picture here. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's cool about this, and this is just a little, a, a funny little metaphor here, or, or I guess an illustration rather, but patience being in the middle of mm. the list of fruits, it makes me think of like a candle yeah. and how a candle has a wick, which is in the middle of its wax. Yeah. And it, we have heard the figure of speech like she has a long fuse or he has a long fuse. Yeah. I even remember in seminary, the professor talking about how long God's fuse is yeah. th throughout scripture and how how much it actually, how, how much he could take, like how long he could take humanity's uh, um, uh, deliberate 
yeah, uh, you know, walking away from him. And it kind of made me think about that illustration. And it made me think like the thing that, that someone like you, someone like me need, we don't really need a longer fuse. We actually need more wax mm. because what I've discovered in life is that when I am impatient, it's because I have got nothing else to burn the candle. Wow. I'm, I'm out of wax. I'm out of the, the fuel. So I'm reactive and I'm, and I'm, I, I'm snappy. I'll snap at my wife or I'll snap at a teammate that I love, or, um, I'll, I'll uh, be irritated or I'll ruminate about something or whatever, fill in the blank. And it has nothing to do with the length of the wick. It has everything to do with the amount of wax available to mm. burn. Yeah. And I just, I'm just so really good. like convinced that patience is a, is a outcropping. It's a product of the Holy Spirit. And once again, this is the same thing we've used every week now. It's an outcome. It's a product of the Holy Spirit filling that, uh, you know, candle jar up with wax. Yeah. You know, that's where the illustration filling, is filling you up. Yeah. You've that you've got plenty of, you know, proverbial fuel to burn. Yeah. So I just, you know, thinking about how patience is in the middle here, I genuinely believe that you are right, that there is a an invitation from God to us that when we are met with things that would naturally cause us to be impatient our opportunities to invite the Holy Spirit into mm, that moment. Yeah. And I don't know, that's just kind of how my brain negotiates it all. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. And I think it's actually helpful. Um, I wrote down this definition that I got from the the Greek word that's used um, in Galatians. Where it could be otherwise defined or translated as endurance, long-suffering, or slowness in avenging wrongs. Um, and it, it, I... I just really love how this idea of like your patience is really just, it's defined as your ability to endure through all of these things that are inconvenient or that are out of your control um, to suffer through the long haul. Um, and so, yes, it's that long fuse, but it's also like, like you said, having the long fuel, like you need a, the, the fuse can be as long as you want it to be, but if there's no wax on it, then it's, like what, what's going to, what's, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like there, there's no candle. And so like, there's nothing to burn. And so I think that it's really important for us to, to have those equally, um, in yeah. our minds and to walk around saying like, in order to be more loving, I need to be patient. And in order to be more patient, I need to be more loving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or like I need to, I need to, um, realize that the spirit is working in something as tiny as getting frustrated at the on or off ramp of the highway. Yep. Like I need to realize that the spirit's work in me is so acute. Like it's so acute. And I think sometimes we, we, we really like to think big picture, like big, big picture. When we talk about sanctification and the spirit changing us from the side, from the inside out. We're like, oh, God's going to change me and he's going to make me new and I'm not going to do bad things anymore. But it's like, what if the spirit has a lot more in mind? Hmm. Like, what if the spirit has a lot more of the simple life in his intentions for you? The nuance, all of those, all of those moments strung together. Yeah. And yeah, I think you're right, man. The Holy Spirit wants to change every fiber of our yeah because those small things are important not just like you know, he, he the doesn't want stuff yeah, yeah he doesn't want to neglect those things right 
Like he wants, he wants that part of you. Yeah. Because I mean, like, like you, like you just said, you use the words like the string of small moments. Like that's what a day is. Mm-hmm. The day is just a string of small moments. And mm-hmm. so if the spirit gets all of those small moments, then he gets the day. Yeah. yeah. He wins the day. Um, and so, and I even think of different pastors that have always said like, don't dwell on the past and the things that you messed up. Like, or, or they've even said when you're trying to do a devotional, don't say, I'm going to do this every single day, but instead say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's, and it's like that idea of, you know, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to give you this moment. Yeah. Like I'm frustrated right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to invite you in to walk with me in this moment. Yeah. And I'm not going to worry about what's happening later. I'm not going to worry about what's, what's happened earlier. I'm just going to be with you in this moment and yeah. give you, give you this, this tiny spot. Um, and every time you do that, it will slowly form you, form you, form you until suddenly, guess what? You just gave him a whole day. Yeah. You just gave him a whole week. You just gave him a whole year just because you gave him small moments. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's patience. My, patience. <laughs> that, that, I'll offer the same warning. Be careful if you pray for patience. You've, yeah. <laughs> you've invited yes. God to present you with uh, scenarios where patience is demanded. Yes. However, we do encourage you. Ask for patience. It's good. It's a good thing to have, <laughs> but it will be difficult. So be warned. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually heard a, a pastor say, I don't know if I said this recently or not. It's possible. When you're inviting the spirit to work in you in some way, um, he will like, like growing typically hurts. There are growing pains. Um, like, and so the same thing with patience applies to the others. Like if you want to be a person of love, you'll find yourself with people that are hard to love. Yeah. Like those things are going to stand out to you. Um, you know, when you, when you look at the ideal, you know, it's, it's honestly throughout the whole of scripture. When you look at the ideal, when you look at what God desires, suddenly you're made much more aware of the things that are not that way. Hmm. And so it's like, God, give me more love. Give me more joy. Suddenly you're very aware of all these situations and you're, you find yourself in these situations with people that are difficult to love, circumstances that aren't very happy. And so you struggle to, to engage in that kind of um, sustaining joy. You know, you find yourself in situations that you need to be patient, but it's really difficult. You know, you find yourself snapping all the time. You find yourself yeah. anxious, like, and God is inviting you. Hey, like, don't you see, like, I'm showing you where the gap is. Like, you want me to fill in the gap. You need to see the gap. Yeah. And then invite me to fill it with you. Yeah. Um, nothing so, like, yeah, nothing like to, Paul pointing them all out. I know, right? Because, <laughs> you know, thinking about all of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is very funny that patience, kindness, and goodness, there being in the middle I don't, this is just my confession. Whenever I think about the fruits of the Holy Spirit, I always get the first like three or four right. And then I always like confuse the last few. You fall off the part. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, man, blah, love, blah, blah, joy, blah. peace, patience, uh, for, uh, for, uh, for parents, um, uh, self-control, so, self-control, <laughs> you know, it's just like, but yet here smack dab in the middle, we've got all, all of these reveal their shadow side, right? Mm-hmm. So patience is, because there is so much impatience in the world and kindness is because there's so much unkindness or even yeah. hatred in the world. And goodness is because there's so much badness yeah. <laughs> in the world. And yeah. so all of, so I just think there's a lot of, there's a lot of beauty in that compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. And we, we can understand this really easily because these are all there because their shadow is there. Right. And, and Paul is, is like, how can I, how much more simple can I make this for you? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to just give it to you very straight on with easy to understand words. And you all understand the shadow sides of these. And these are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like, I'm going to give you these very simple, practical, these are practical things. Yeah. You know, I feel like sometimes love can be a little bit more broad that we're like, oh, what does it mean to love? You know what I mean? Yeah. But like patience, we all know what that is. Yeah. Like, dude, go be patient. Like, Isn't it interesting how like there's really no fruit of the spirit that um, like necessarily aligns up with maybe kind of like a cultural value? Mm. These are, these are vi- like if, if God planted a church of his own, right? And Jesus was the pastor and he invited all of us to first step and he told us about his values. I can't help but wonder if these are the ones he'd use. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know what I mean? It's like we get to see what's valuable yeah. to the Holy Spirit. And, and often our value mm-hmm. system is quite, quite a bit different. Like yeah. Paul didn't say like the fruits of the Spirit are uh, a home cooked meal, and a clean garage, <laughs> clean and garage. keeping up with the Joneses, and uh, a comfy nine to five. Like yeah. he, you know, he, upward mobility, upward yeah. mobility, rather than like downward humility. Yeah. And anyhow, no. Instead, I he's like, "Hey, that. you should be patient, and you should be kind." And you should <laughs> what be kind good. of values are those? <laughs> it's like, well, the ones that change the world. So. Yeah, those ones are hard. <laughs> um, let's move on. Okay. Uh, kindness. Kindness for me is easy. Oh, okay. With the people, <laughs> with with the people in my inner circle. Ah. And there's the asterisk mark. Extremely difficult for those who are not my inner inner mm. circle. Kindness has for me. It's always been like, who do I have trust with, and history with, and kindness is quite simple. It also invites a level of like openness and conversation. Um. I have discovered that that kindness the holy spirit has invited me to also uh equally distribute that kindness when i'm at the airport <laughs> and the when, airport's a tough place for luke yes luke's and, flesh comes out at the, <laughs> at the airport <laughs> and uh kindness honestly to my, when my children are treating me like a trampoline and i'm trying yeah. to take a nap and kindness when so kindness unfortunately for Luke is very circumstantial mm. and I know that God wants to, to help graduate me out of that and into a, um, a kindness without hesitation, a kindness yeah. without conditions rather than a kindness circumstantially. Mm. Yeah. I feel, I, I agree with that and I feel that way, but I also feel the opposite simultaneously. Mm. Um, because sometimes I find it very easy to be, kind to people that I don't know mm. um just in the sense that it's like I don't know it's, it's just what you do yeah you're way a better person than me though oh well, I don't know about <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> um but with the people that are close to me sometimes I feel like you know I can let the guard down yeah okay no, totally Would you agree yeah. with that yeah, so it's, it's it's a both hand it's I would say it's, it's simultaneously both where yeah. I like feel like there's sometimes more deep kindness that I um, am willing to extend to people that are close to me because there's trust there um, but but yeah I, I would definitely say that sometimes it's easier for me to be kind to a guest on a Sunday morning than it is to be kind to my wife at the end of the day for sure and you know what I mean Sim- simply because the I'm not, um, and I don't say this in like a superficial kind of way, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking about any sort of, um, filters anymore. You know what I mean? Because I'm with my safe person. I'm with the person that I can be 
completely everything that is on the inside of me can be unveiled with mm. with abandon and i don't have to think about it at all sure um and that's a that's a good thing to have with your spouse but sometimes sometimes you end up seeing the not so great things in your heart because you're willing to let that out um and so i don't know it goes along with what you said about marriage being like one of the most sanctifying things oh absolutely of like when i talk unfiltered and i act unfiltered at the end of a day when my patience is worn down my kindness like all of all of the the wax is kind of burned down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i am unfiltered that is the time in which i see the gap most apparent between kind, me and the spirit of god totally because kindness doesn't really cost anything unless it's demanded right you know again kindness circumstantially or kindness conveniently because i don't i don't have to be overly kind there's yeah. nothing there's nothing here demanding me to be yeah. kind and uh the times that i have not taken the opportunity to be kind i haven't necessarily been the opposite of kind but it was a neutral zero yeah does it make sense yeah, i would it agree would, with that I so like if it, if kindness if kindness was a plus 10 i can tell you situations where i've been a zero yeah, I, there's been situations where I've been a negative five. Yeah, but I wouldn't say I'm in the negative too often, though. I'm not. I don't. Well, you're like the nicest guy I know. Oh, thanks. But man. so, okay, let me tell you a story because this is actually I think this could help our listeners. So uh, about a month ago, we had I, I was coming home from the park. All three kids were in my truck coming home. It was I think it was like a Friday night, and I roll up on my road. You know, look down the road and I realized there's a car in the ditch. I was like, oh darn! Like, what's happening in front of me? Like, oh my gosh! I think there was a wreck. So the closer I get, I'm starting to realize as I'm getting closer and closer that this person has driven through our front yard. Like they've driven (gasps) through our front yard. They've crushed our fence mailbox. They've crushed our trash cans. And then they went through those things and hit our neighbor's power pole, snapped that in half, and then across the road into the ditch. Oh, my word. And, you know, it it was a teenage girl and her friend. and um. The, 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 the agitating part of the whole scenario is that, you know, she was on her phone mm-hmm. and she was on her phone for so long that she crossed double, double yellow lines, drove through Ashley's in my front yard, destroyed all those things and whatever. And I actually <laughs> saw the, the boy, it was a girl and a boy, probably 15, 16 years old. Uh, and he was <laughs> running down the ditch in his socks, <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole funny story that I got to tell someday. Uh, I think he was just looking, looking for help. I don't know if he's on a swan or not, but, um, so I was basically the second one on the scene Yeah. and my neighbor to the North, she was the first one out there and she'd already called the police to come out and stuff. And, you know, you, it's, it's just kind of embarrassing to admit that when someone drives through your front yard and destroys the mailbox that you built like four months prior and destroys the fence that you built like four months prior and destroys your uh, garbage cans. You're just like, you're agitated. Yeah. You're like, come on. Yeah. Like, how does this kind of thing happen? Like what oh, in yeah. the world? And, and although I did not approach this girl, um, because my neighbor to the North was talking with her and the cops got there in like just a few minutes after I'd gotten there. Um, I regret not going up to her and just asking her like, Hey, are you okay? Mm. Are you injured? Is there, is, are you bleeding? Yeah. I, I was so preoccupied by the fact that my property had been destroyed yeah. and that this happened at all. My kids were in the back screaming in the truck and like, it was just kind of a chaotic moment. Yeah. 
And I, I did ask her a couple of questions uh, j- just out of sheer, like, we need to know, like, are you under the influence? Like anything like that. But if I could have the chance, if I could have a second chance, what I would do is I would, hey, what's your name? Um, my name is Luke. It looks like you're okay. I can tell yeah. you're in shock. You're not bleeding that I can see. You're standing, so I don't think anything's broken. And the cops are on their way. Yeah, saying, don't worry, don't worry about all this stuff. Yep. Are you okay? Yep. And yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, that just reveals mm. like how... Wow. That just reveals how like yeah. um, difficult it is to like be kind when basically it matters most. I, I didn't do anything unkind right but no 100 but that's not really the that's not really a free pass or an excuse yeah no i understand i'm a christian yeah i'm a jesus follower yeah and so like that would have been my opportunity to be kind um and the the fruit of the spirit is not not being unkind (laughs) yeah i mean the fruit of the spirit isn't like neutral yeah it's not neutral i didn't say anything hateful or hurtful to her i only spoke to her just for a moment but I was there the whole time waiting for the cops. The cops talking to her. She yeah. could tell she was in all this mental distress because she, I don't even think yeah. she was supposed to have a passenger with her. But oh, yeah. well, all these be, things happen. I would be happen. super distressed if I did that. Are you kidding me? I'd yeah, be freaking out. The dad in me is just like, if I had been at the mailbox with my kid, we'd both be dead right now. Yeah. And so all these fears come up in your head mm. and you're almost paralyzed to show that kindness. So that's why I feel like Patience, kindness, we'll get to goodness here in a moment. Um, these are these can be so easily circumstantial and they can be trapped there. And I believe the Holy Spirit invites us to be proactively patient, proactively kind, mm, and proactively yes. good. And wow. to me, that's the difference. And I can tell you stories when I have been proactively kind and good, yeah. and I'm so glad I did. That's and I always really good. regret when I don't. And so I just, for all of our listeners, like, you know, you're hearing from a couple of your pastors right now, like you're going to be faced with your own metaphorical, yeah. the neighbor drove through your front yard kind of a thing. And I'm telling you, you'll be so glad mm-hmm. if you just stepped out in faith and showed an unusual amount of kindness when it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. That I think that's the key is like, she didn't necessarily deserve circumstances kindness for her circumstance but she deserved kindness because i love jesus yes does that really make sense that's like she really didn't good. like she she but she broke the law this is a hands-free state like she shouldn't have been on her phone in the first yeah. place right she didn't do anything to deserve an extra measure of kindness nor did she do anything to deserve hatred right she didn't deserve it but she did deserve it because i love jesus and it was incumbent upon me to take a step of faith tend to her uh, scenario and situation. And I regret that, man. So good. And I wish that I had done it and I'm, I have done it in the past and other, and I'm glad I did. And I hope that I have the courage to do that again in the future. Yeah. So that's really what I believe our yeah. listeners and our church body needs to, to really like muster the courage. Mm. Like, dude, kindness is not circumstantial. You have to be proactively kind and proactively patient. Wow. Dude, come on. That's, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's like that's really valuable. Um, just for the sake of time, let's just let's just keep chugging along. I feel like that cool. summed up kindness very well. So let's just move on to goodness. Um, goodness, I feel like is another kind of weird one um, because similar to similar to how I said it, like love is like oh, well, what is love? You know, like what does it mean to be good? Like whoa, good and bad. Like th- that's just a very 
loaded kind of word. Um, it doesn't have the kind of acuteness that patience or kindness does. Um, but whenever I think of goodness, like even though we can't like bring it into a concise definition, we all know what goodness is. Like deep down, like like yeah. we 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 know what's good and what isn't, even if we don't know how to define it. Like, yeah, we know we know what it is, and we know when we're not being good. Yeah, there's a there's a goodness badness yes. compass in your soul. There, there's a gut <laughs> intuition. Yeah. Like when someone says, "Hey, what is good?" You're like, uh, yeah, "I don't, I don't know." But you, you I know, know, I just don't know how to tell exactly. you that I know. <laughs> yes, it, I don't, I don't know it in words. I don't know it in English. <laughs> I just um, know it in deep conviction. Yes, yeah, I know yeah, it in yeah. conviction. Yeah. Um, and so for for that, it seems like um, there are some scriptures that kind of help clarify what that goodness looks like. You know, like with truth and. Um, with, with love of others and service of others and, and putting others before yourself. Um, and so it kind of falls into each of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but honestly, it, it's honestly the way I see goodness is lining yourself up with God. So like goodness is like Godness hmm. of like, would, would God act in this way? Would God put himself in this, in this kind of scenario? Like, what does that look like? Um, yeah. And so it's because God is good. You know yeah. what I mean? And and God is not, God doesn't do anything evil or malicious. Yeah, yeah. And praise. so if I'm trying to define like, hey, or like put myself in, in some sort of scenario and be like, okay, well, what is good? What is what is bad? I'd be like, well, what would God do? What would Jesus do? Mm. You know, that's the- Bring it back the WWJD, man. Bring back the WWJD. Yeah, goodness. It, well, I, I'll share with you my my thoughts on goodness. I thought that was beautiful, man. When Mila brings home art from school, I'll say, you did such a good job. Because mm. she did. She put her effort into her ever. Uh, when, when Sia, my, my you know, spazbot three-year-old, when she- you know, create something out of her toys or babies or dolls. Like, see, that's so good. I love it. What I believe goodness is, is like beauty of outcome. Mm. And like beauty of outcome um, is based on like, I was working really hard on something and then the end product was good because what did God say after he made everything? It was good. It was good. Come on. So, so there, there's, there's some, there ha, there's like a connection between effort and outcome. And if the outcome is beautiful, God calls it good, right? Mm. Because he put in seven days of effort to create everything and he called it good. And then if something that he wants present is not there, he says, it's not good for man to be alone. So yeah. if there's something absent, he'll say it's not good. We intrinsically deep down know what is not good because the good thing is absent. Mm. And I am just convinced, man, that beauty of outcome is because we put effort into something, be it, hey, I had to have a really hard conversation with somebody, required a lot of emotional effort. It was actually quite challenging. It was difficult, but it did have a beautiful outcome. Goodness. Wow. It was good. Yeah. Um, you, uh, Maddie, she just had such a beautiful presentation on Sunday for the culture, building a culture of synergy. Basically you plus me equals better. I know your wife. I know how hard she worked on that. I know how much she prayed into that. I know how much she asked the Holy spirit to reveal yeah. to her the words to say, 
And I get to know that because of my role. But if our people knew how hard Maddie worked to create a presentation of beauty, goodness. Mm. It's a good that outcome. Good. Yeah. There's a beautiful outcome because there was effort put into it. And so when I think of goodness, I think of um, inviting the Holy Spirit into whatever it is that we're doing and saying, like, is this what you want to do too? Mm. If it's not, reveal that to me. But if it is, can you help me produce a beautiful outcome? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. And yeah. so the Holy Spirit almost empowers the beauty because the hardest conversations only have a beautiful outcome because the Holy Spirit was present right. and active. And Man. when we allow our flesh to govern that those things like a hard conversation, or if we try to do something about the Holy Spirit, it tends to be kind of a human outcome and it's not as beautiful mm. and it's not as good. So that's how I kind of negotiate goodness in my head is the connection between um, like effort and, yeah. and um, God desiring to create an outcome of beauty. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really good. And I love how that ties into the other ones too, of just like, when you produce the fruit of the spirit, God looks at that and says, that's good. It's good. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Isn't that awesome that God is an encouraging God? Yes. And he, it's, <laughs> it's like, he's such a good parent. He mm. is such a, a yeah. such an incredible father figure. Yeah. A, a parent who embodies this like, well, all the fruits of the Holy Spirit, because he is God. God, the Holy Spirit is God. And so it's not like the Holy Spirit has monopoly over the fruits. Right. These are God. God, the father is the dispenser, right? Yeah. He is the dispenser. Um, so. Yeah. And I love, I think that could even be, you know, pushed together with what I had said about like, how would God do this? Because, Absolutely. Because it's this level of like, you know, God, I'm, I'm inviting you to like create this with me. Like to, like, I want to do what you want to do. Like, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And I want to, I want to join in on that. I want you, I want to invite you. Um, and I want you to invite me into something that we do together yeah. to create good things good because things. God creates good things. And so it's like, goodness is just this desire to create what God creates. Dude, good things. Say that again. Say it again. Goodness is the desire to create what God creates. Good someone, things. Someone tweet that. Someone tweet that right now. Someone hashtag that. Put that on the wall. Put, oh my gosh. Along with the uh, anti-clicky. <laughs> <laughs> it, honestly, it makes me think of the song Outpour wrote. Mm. Always good. Yeah. Yeah. You and, are always good. You always create good things. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. And, and even if the process is painful, mm. the outcome ought to be good if the Holy Spirit is involved. Yeah. God makes good things. And that's, uh, what is that, Romans? God works for the good of those who love him? Yeah, it's Romans yeah. Uh, 1 or 8. I can't remember. I think it's Romans 1. One of the two. Um, yeah. That's good. Come on. <laughs> to create... <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that I said that. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that is a, a good place to, to stop. Um, that's, a, that's a podcast right that's there. That's a podcast right there. Um, Luke, do you just want to give like a final encouragement. Mm. Just one, just wrap up short and sweet mm. from everything that we just talked about. Well, the fruits of the Holy Spirit uh, will be difficult for you to produce on your own power and will. Yes. And, the, you know, obviously the reoccurring theme of what you've set up for us this month, Nick, is just awesome. It's just inviting the Holy Spirit into every area and aspect of our lives so that these fruits grow and, and produce. And I think that there's 
opportunity every single day, every single day, whether it's in the large milestones of life or what you referred to earlier, like the small things, the nuanced things, the moments, the moments that are strung together. And I would just encourage all of our church body, any of our listeners, to, to embrace every one of those moments, whether or not they're difficult, whether or not they're challenging, whether or not they're easy, embrace every moment that the Holy Spirit can invite you uh, to trust him enough to produce patience and kindness and goodness because the opportunities are there every single day, every single day. So midweek formation, you know, the entire paradigm of this podcast is not necessarily to give you 30, 40 more minutes of content and you've checked the box and say, I've formed now in the middle of my week. Mm. It is, it is us offering more wax for your candle Mm. that burns down so that you uh, and me and Nick, all of us together, we can embrace God's invitation to form into the image of his son day in, day out, in the small stuff, in the milestones, with your kids, doing the dishes, well, all the things, like all, all the, the things. things. And uh, that's that's my encouragement. And he'll see that and say, it is good. It is good. So good. If you have any questions or things you want us to talk about on the podcast, please let us know. You can do that by going to the media tab on our website at mercyroadnw.com. Uh, and on our website, you'll also be able to find more details and information about our community. And you can get a hold of me or Luke directly as well if you go to the staff page. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon.